Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. We got AEW's big event tonight. We're going to go through the week's wrestling stuff that happened in AEW and the little Impact World. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the PPV this evening. FTR and PN Pride and Powerful showed up for the opening of AEW, the go home show, if you will. Or actually, probably Rampage was the go home show, right? Close enough. Yeah, though. technically. What did you think about this? Dead presidents' faces on PNP. I love it when Dude, they do that. It's so cool. I was. It's like my favorite thing. Tony gives a shout out to dead presidents. Mm-hmm. I'm like Tony, a real one for sure. Yeah. Dude, Ortiz does something like when the match starts, they push FTR out, and then they go for like a double. Tope Suicida. Mm-hmm. Dude, Ortiz. I have no idea how he does it, but he lands on his feet. Yeah, he landed Perfectly. it. He landed it. Perfectly. Right. It's crazy. Like, he planned to do that the whole time. It was the most insane thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Until later that night, when Ray Phoenix did an insane arm drag. Mm-hmm. It was a great episode in terms of wrestling ability. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wither winds up eating the pin. I thought it was a very good match, and if it's the last one for them, which they have teased, uh, I don't have a problem with it's good it. Good for a while, yeah. Mm-hmm. They had a good run. If if I, I hope they don't, because I just really enjoy watching them wrestle. Blow off match. What is? What does that mean? I don't know. I feel like I've heard that term thrown around. I thought it was for something like this, where it's like we're feuds done for now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Then we have, uh, of course, Living Color intro to Punk. He comes out. He's like, man. I could, I could, everything could end in the ring, but I'm going to go out there and give it my all and all that. Uh, and then 2.0 jumps in. Right. And then we wind up with the oblig- obligatory Darby Stinger stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then Stinger we- comes down and he's like, oh, you're great. I always want to share a ring with you. I don't know. Sting promos are funny to me, having not like had that much exposure to them. Because you kind of, with the getup... You expect him to talk a certain way, like the crow, mm-hmm. but then he just talks like a guy, which I don't mind. It's just, it's always a little weird to me when I'm like, oh yeah, Sting just talks like that. Right. Well, I mean, obviously his, now he is the fatherly yes, figure, it, not just to Darby, but yes. to all of wrestling in a weird way, which it, is an, a natural evolution for the character that at one time in WCW was the conscience of pro wrestling. Yes. You know, which is... Kind of, but but in my mind, every time I heard, like, I thought what he sounded like was more like a Batman grovel, gravelly kind of deal. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But then he just talks like a guy, which is, that's just how he talks. Right. Uh, anyways, he says he wants to clear traffic so he's not going to be there beyond the entrance to their match, which I think is cool. Right. Um, I liked I liked the face-off between Darby and Punk, just where they're breathing really heavy, just literally nose to nose. That was pretty good. I like it. Right. Right. Um... There's a little vignette with Darby later in the night where that I really liked as well. Gave a lot of good motivation for Darby going into the match, I think. Then we get the MJF promo um, towards Jericho. It was a good promo. Mm-hmm. It's just I kind of feel like I've heard it before for months now. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I think it's I think the content itself is good. It just feels somewhat done at this point because like i don't know i've heard i'm gonna put you down you're an addict i've heard it before you're uh-huh. an addict to pro wrestling you can't give it up so i gotta put you down I've, i have heard it before right and jeff does it well but yeah there's only so much you can do it's funny though man because they they've been arguing like on busted open lagreca and bully ray were arguing about whether or not 
I guess Bully Ray said he didn't know. He he questioned the idea that if MJF was this good at this point in his career, how good will he be at another point when it comes to talking? And then Bully Ray was like, well, I don't think he'll get any better because how could he get any better than he is right now at it? And I kind of question that statement because I do feel like he he's very good, but he does hit low-lying fruit a lot. And there are that's a way he can tweak what he does yeah. down if, the road. If he can go for some stuff that's really cutting, mm-hmm. it could really send it out of the ballpark. And he's hit that occasionally, but he does go for the low-hanging fruit. Right, okay. Now, Matt Hardy attacked Orange Cassidy pre-match here. Post-match. Post match. Orange Cassidy wins with a, a roll up during the commercial break. Yeah, but didn't Matt get kicked out before the match? Yes. And then then he he returns after the match is over. It's a good little match with Orange and Jack Evans, and then um, the beatdown following, and then the Hardys, Jungle Boy, Lucha stunt, come on down and. There's a lot of people in the ring. It's Hardy it's family like office. Everybody. Yeah, it, Hardy family office. Every member of it versus. Uh, I almost said Lucha Express, Jungle, Jurassic Express, uh, versus wait no Jurassic Express and Best Friends, not and my Hardy's group. Yeah, they're they're all in the ring. They're having an eight man match to I think start off the pay per view, which mm-hmm. should be entertaining. Right, I like all those guys. Right, Miro Eddie thing, the Eddie promo where he's going after Miro next week and all that. I thought that was good. Uh, Miro does more of the my wife stuff. and I uh, think it's funny. I do. I, every yeah. time, I pop for it. <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous. I pop for it. Then they get a little Mox video package, promo replay. And then Jericho, JR, in-ring interview, and Jericho said his, uh, his journey as a main offender started... In the same city he was, they, they were at, and then he said that you know Jr. was the guy who signed him and gave him a chance to be a main eventer, and then that turned into I've never been okay with the status quo. I'm always going to be pushing for more, and that uh, the whole storyline there in which I can't accept not being better than MJF. Therefore, if I can't be better than MJF, I'm going to turn around and. Be the very best commentator I can be. And that was, again, this is not new territory, but it, it did feel like that they needed that. Uh, I, I think, agree. I think JR and Jericho needed that little moment in the ring together to kind of set up how important all of this is. Yes, I agree. I strongly agree with that, actually. Right. Darby uh, has a nice little video package. He, he does those very well. Taz mm-hmm. on commentary for Hobbs versus Cage. I like this match a lot. It was good. It was good. I and just then, like big boys bumping meat, right? Right. That's what Big E says. And, you know, anybody that... You don't miss. No. And the finish here was similar to the finish with mm-hmm. Starks when he became the FTR champ where yeah, they Cage, Cage the goes through the ropes. Dude, Starks smokes him. I swear. he. I don't know how hard it is to actually get hit by that, but it looked like he smoked him. Mm-hmm. looked like he hit him full sprint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was well done. Yeah. Well done. And now Cage is in a really weird spot in the company now. Yeah, it's 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 weird for Cage. I don't know exactly what his overall arc is at this moment. This felt like a I don't know, this didn't this felt like spinning the wheels, even though I enjoyed it. 
Yeah. I did want to remark that Taz, I think, is probably my favorite heel commentator. Mm-hmm. Just because whenever he just like his floundering when his guy starts to to lose or he he's like, oh he's got an advantage oh oh wait no he doesn't <laughs> like that kind of deal he does that so perfectly absolutely it, the way he he flounders and he like starts to give the opponent credit and then he just like switches back and forth depending on the the match's flow it's really good I really like Taz absolutely absolutely now, then uh, Malachi Johnson Malachi Black. Cuts promo on Lee Johnson. Correct. Because Lee, Lee goes in the ring after the, the Brock Anderson, Arn Anderson beat up. He's going to give him the toll to go to Hades. I thought that was dope. Yeah. I, I'll always pop for for uh, Greek mythology references. Absolutely. QT Marshall calls out Paul White. Um, this was whatever it was. Gun Club winds <laughs> up. <laughs> Gun Club comes down to supposedly help Paul White out. Which was odd to me. I thought I thought the segment was nothing until they hit him with the chair. Yeah, but I. I, I but even then, I'm like, what? Like, why do, I, why do I care that Billy Gunn's a heel? Bill, I haven't seen Billy Gunn on TV in months. Right, and, and he run. They had one match last week, and then he runs down and turns heel on. It's like what's on Paul White, White and it, there, he's not even aligned with QT. <laughs> QT's just like, oh, oh, wow, wow. Why, right, and it, like it would be one thing if. If I got the impression that this was QT's mastermind move in the background, yeah, but that—that's not how. That's not what we were. Maybe no. they do that next week. I don't know, but or during this match at the pay per view. But whatever. Britt Baker announces that Reba Hater. Okay, she's gonna. She has signed a contract. She utilizes the fact that her husband is a free agent to. Say, I have big news coming up about a huge signing, which was clever. Yes. And then she says, I signed an extension. <laughs> and in order to, and I, I only had one thing that I asked for other than money, which was a handicap match where Chris ha- Statlander versus Jamie Hayter and Reba. Correct. And so that was kind of a neat twist on all of it. And I thought it was clever. I thought it was clever. Yeah. And when, I, when I heard her say it, I was like, it's it's her. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Then Penelope, that, now that's going to be on Rampage, which we'll talk about in just a second. Then Penelope versus Taya Conti have a match. I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty good. I think it's it's like there were a couple awkward where they just couldn't get the, the complicated grappling done quickly, where the crowd was kind of dead. But as soon as they did a move afterwards, the crowd was really hot for it. They were like, oh, yeah, dude, she got kicked in the head. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think they should stick more to that kind of deal. Because the crowd, crowd was hot tonight. Anna Joy's music winds up coming out post-match there. And uh, as Bunny and Penelope wound up attack, attacking Taya, and we we're going to run off the return of Anna J. Anna J. People are very happy for. I think she I had think. a shoulder injury. Yeah. She was out for a while, though. It's good to have her back. I agree. For the Dark Order as well as for the women's division in general. Mm hmm. Then we have Jade and Nyla attacking Thunder Rosa backstage. I like this segment. I like Thunder Rosa. It was just like, all right, I'm going to go down swinging. Just starts throwing. Well, what I like is you had a women's match. You had three women talking about a program with a fourth. Mm-hmm. And then you had, um, you know, the women's match had four women involved. And then you had another three post-match in the little scrum backstage. So now, you you, you know, you've put ten women on the screen here in 25 minutes. Which I was going to say, okay yeah, there, there was a, a block of women's content. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think I think that's good, and I think that, um, hopefully, that's going to turn into a little bit more. 
Thunderosa can go. You know yes, what I mean? And absolutely. So I'd like to see her wrestle more anyway. But we're so we're setting up the big battle royal too, so that's good. The Elite versus Jurassic Express and the Lucha Brothers. I thought this was fantastic. It was just you know incredible. The, exactly what the Young Bucks do whenever they get in there with anybody. Yes. Same thing with Jurassic Express and, and same thing with Lucha Brothers. They're so good. And so, Dude, every every participant in this match, except for two, were so good. Young Bucks go over with the Melter Driver. I did want to talk briefly about uh, the arm drag that Phoenix does. Go ahead, go ahead. He, he's like bouncing on the ropes and then he does this insane flip from the ropes. I like the physics of it don't make any sense. Like I just I don't get it. In in my mind I can picture it perfectly, but words fail to describe it. He just did that for an arm drag. Yeah. He, and I was like, this guy's a legend. I, I literally like audibly popped for it. Like I, I had no choice but to go, whoa! Like right. like sitting on the couch, I had no choice except to Holy say cow. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's he, crazy. He's incredible. I popped for it so hard. I was like, what on earth, bro? Right. Now, it's a chain of events. A hit with the Meltzer driver. And this is interesting to me because then, of course, Kenny comes down. Jet black hair. Jet black hair. Uh, Christian comes down. They wind up getting Christian kind of... Uh, basically, what was it Kenny said? He said Don Callis had stolen the keys in the meeting to the cage lowering thing yeah. and they lowered the cage and so then they're in the cage alone and Kenny's screaming in the microphone as he beats down these guys a la Booker T you know and uh, <laughs> it that's, was that's one of my favorite wrestling segments that Booker T one amazing yeah. well his voice is just over the it, top it, yeah absolutely but it was it was a very good ending in that it really made me think you know how wrestling is it made me think hey they have to put like maybe Christian doesn't have to go over, but the Bucks are gonna have to. Somebody's got to lose here in the elite. I'm thinking tonight. that the Bucks are losing, and I want to talk about that a little bit more. We will. We but, will. But I do think I think the Bucks are losing, and I was kind of more certain of that last night. Absolutely, absolutely. Now with uh, Rampage coming up, we have uh, the the match between Malachi Black and Lee Johnson. Lee got a little bit more action in than I thought. Chris uh, Jericho Henry. Taz, Excalibur were all on commentary again. Jericho was a, I don't want to say better, but he popped me a couple times with some things he said. Like he he called out when they were talking about he's going to have to donate, he's going to lose his blood, and he said something about typo negative, which is an old an old band. And I was like, ah, Jericho with the with the rock band callback, and it was a good match. It ends, of course, with Malachi landing a couple of kicks. And then you have Dustin come out for the save. And then Dustin winds up giving you a backstage promo where he says he thrives in darkness and he has for five decades. So as we know, Malachi will have to, he's beaten Cody. He's going to have to go through everybody in the, in the faction. And then he's going to have to face Cody again. Right? Yeah. And that's where it's going to go. And, and Dustin will give him a good match. Dustin can still go. That'll be fun. Um, Miro, Winds up rambling about a little bit in the ring, and then Kenny, <laughs> Eddie comes out, and he makes fun of Miro's God because Miro has sent his. If I don't believe in your God, I think he said, and then he said, 
but if your God does exist and he has sent me here to to finish you, he said, then it was weird because he said, all my moves focus on your kryptonite, the DDT, the all these different moves that slam your head into the ground. Well, most people's kryptonite is getting their head slammed in the ground, but yeah. okay. You know what I mean? I get it. Uh, I mean, I've seen some Bucks matches. I, those guys have necks of steel. Yes. And they get into it in the ring, and then uh, Miro thinks he's got him dead to rights, and Kingston flips the scripts, hits a DDT, which gives you the illusion that... I'm not even going to talk about the redeem these nuts line. That's a t-shirt now. <laughs> it's a t-shirt. Of course it is. Because he said, Miro had said, it is my job to redeem you for your sins, and then he it's said, like redeem, redeem these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's exactly when he hit the ring, by the way. Yeah. What right. else can you say after that? Right. There's no words. It's all fighting. The mic drop was appropriate. Britt was uh, outside the ring for Jamie Hayter and Rebel versus Statlander. This was, I, I enjoyed this. Uh, there was a really neat spot where uh, Statlander got Rebel in an electric chair. And the yeah. other girl tried to crossbody her. And she caught her, and you wound up with this neat. Uh, multiple. Yeah, it was cool. Slam. I was like, I was impressed. It was like I was a like, world's Dang. strongest man slam with somebody on his shoulder. Yeah, it was really I thought it was good. cool. Absolutely, that was a well-written spot. What do you think of the match as a whole? It was okay. I I don't know the Re- rebel. looks like she's not. She doesn't wrestle much anymore. Well, and she there were a couple of strides where I thought she may not be fully healed. Yeah, there's it, there's that. That worried me a little bit when I saw it, but she wasn't like it wasn't like they were asking her to do a whole lot. Yes, it, But when you're walking funny in a ring to start the match, it it it's trips little, me yeah. out a little bit. Um I thought the result was right. I thought Britt basically leaving Rebel to take the pin with her friend with her new best friend. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're my friend. This is the heater. She just takes heater. So she takes hater, the heater, hater, the heater with her. You know what I mean? And that works. The whole it really works for the for the story because that also separates Rebel from Hater, and so Hater may swing the momentum tomorrow night. Now, uh, instead of a beatdown, we wind up getting Red Velvet coming out, which they are pushing Red Velvet mm-hmm. as well. And now here we go too. In this hour-long show, we did have five women in this one segment. And, I, and I, again, we're setting up the pay-per-view. We're setting up Brit's match. In, the Battle Royale as well. And they're kind of setting up some undercurrent rivalries in that division, too. Which is what you need. That's that, what a division that's needs That's what makes thrive. a division. Yes. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then Darby has a match with our boy Grace and uh, Garcia. And uh, I'm sorry, Grace. Duh. Garcia. And this was pretty good. Punk was on commentary. It's interesting to hear Punk. He is being very... How do you put it? Non-punkish in, in everything he's saying. Because it, if everything is a tribute to being happy to be here. Um, what do you think about the match you're going to have with this guy? Oh, well, the question, you know, the pressure's on me, not him. Because I don't know if I can go. You know what I mean? And nobody knows if I can go. And all this other stuff. And it was <clears throat> Punk has never come off as the guy that lacks confidence, and so for him to play that up, both in this and then they had a show after Words on TNT where they focused on the matchup between Darby and, and about and Punk's comeback. And again, he he heightened the fact that yeah, I mean everybody wants me back and I want to be back and I want to be involved in this type of wrestling. However, 
It's been, been a seven, long time. Yeah, it's been seven years. Right, and who knows if I can still do it like that. And I'm sure he can. I'm sure he... Uh, he The GTS he did on Wednesday was pretty good. So Absolutely. Absolutely. It just was kind of... He's of course, never had the best GTS, but right, and that I, one was pretty good. I'm not doing this match uh, justice by talking about Punk's commentary because it was very, very good. And they are pushing Garcia without him winning. He is constantly taking guys. They really the like those 2.0 guys. When they ran out on Punk, I was like, man, they're these guys get around. Well, I think... These guys have become top annoying heels on the show I, instantly. I think, too, though, you can have them out there and have them get beat up and it doesn't hurt anybody. Oh, yeah, it's great. Everyone pops for it. And it doesn't hurt them Because they're annoying. Right. right. It doesn't hurt them <laughs> either, though. Like, if, if you constantly have Matt Hardy's faction getting beat up, or yes. if you constantly have... Um, MJF's group getting beat up. That doesn't sell because they're supposed to win sometimes. Yes. They're formidable. These guys can be annoying and lose every fight, and it's still fine. It's really kind of a – it's almost a needed spot for a wrestling company. You know, it's it's hard to find a group that can lose and not lose steam. Yeah, their promos, I've enjoyed them as well. They do have a lot of chemistry between them. I feel. And if you ever want to toss them an olive branch and have them win a couple, or maybe get a weird triple threat win for a belt someday, you can do that too with them. But Garcia, on the other hand, as his aides, because he is, he was, he had multiple moments in this match where he had Darby in a hold, where Darby had to struggle to get out. Darby wound up uh, in a couple of sleepers. He does like a coffin drop with him on his back in order to get out of one of them. Darby winds up winning with that little peculiar, uh, Pinning predicament he puts people in. Oh, the Last Supper? Yes. I believe it's really cool. It was good. And, of course, they try to beat down, and Sting is fighting and fights one of 2.0 out of the uh, over the barricade area, and Punk says into the mic, Sting's got this, right? And then he notices that Sting doesn't have it, and then he goes down to help. <laughs> Sting's got this, right? Right, well, if Sting's got it, then I'm not going to go down yeah, there, yeah. was what he was thinking. But then when Sting was off fighting into the crowd... He went down, and that he, he he did okay with one of them, and then he's backing the two. He's backing the two guys down, and while that's going on, Darby shoots into the ring and does a, su- a suicida into the guys, oh my knocking God. them out of the way. Land, it gets up or lands at one, and then goes nose to nose with Punk. And it was a cool visual, cool way to end the show. So let's talk through the pay per view. So the buy-in's going to be Matt Hardy, Private Party, TH2, versus. Uh, best friends with Wheeler Yuta uh, and Jurassic Express and Orange Cassidy, of course. That should be fun. That should be a very fun buy-in match. I do love TH2. I would like to see them, especially Angelico, stretch his legs out a little bit. There's a lot of people in this match you could do a lot of really good things with. Mm-hmm. So this should be entertaining. Uh, Paul White versus QT Marshall. Oh, well. It's fine. I'm sure it'll be okay. I mean... Does QT kind of have to win? And is that a weird way to... I feel I feel like they may pop the crowd early, depending on how the rest of the pay-per-view goes, if that makes... You know what I mean? Right. Let them get some, some W's in before... Yeah, yeah you know, just, you I'm never trying know. to figure out the Paul White wins. How does that do the show any good? I don't, I don't know if it does much. No, if he's... Is he going to wrestle more? Assumedly, a little bit. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see that. That's a peculiar one. I would guess that Q, I would guess QT wins, but you're right for fun, for fun 
purposes, Paul White wins knocking everybody out, right? Yeah. And maybe that's how you set up the Billy Gunn thing. The weapon of mass destruction. He starts just ham-hocking people. Right, right, right. Uh, All-out casino battle royale for the women. Uh, Should be fun. There's a lot of really talented women in it. What's the winner get? Uh, I believe a shot. Yeah, uh, receives the title shot. Who do you think wins? I think Rosa. Rosa's Rosa's low line fruit though, right? Think Sheeta. Sheeta comes back, all red everything starts beating ass. All, all red everything made me think of Eva Marie. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I oh. hope not. <laughs> oh no no no! She's luckily she's busy. Thank thank goodness. Yes. I, I say. Um, I'm trying to think. Anna. I think Anna Jay. Anna Jay would be a, a, a neat one because she got. She needs to face a face. She needs to face somebody she can beat that's not going to hurt them. And it would be like a, a neat story with her struggling back to get into it. Yes, I agree. That'd I think be, that's neat. Yeah. I think they may also hold off on the Rosa match for a little bit with Britt. That's my thing. We've already had it. We we may. I think that that's like pay per view worthy, and the winner of this probably does not get a pay per view match. It's probably not going to be three months until they get a shot. You know what I mean? Correct. Correct. Uh, I think it'll be a good episode. Right. Dynamite. Yeah. Or possibly Rampage, depending. Right. Uh, John Moxley versus Japanese legend Satoshi Kojima. I feel like Mox has to win that. Yeah. I think the next thing they do is in his hometown. Yeah. So I would think he wins, he wins easily. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, not easily, but he wins. Should be good, though. I love Kojima. Yes. And it'll be stiff. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love that. Again, I do love that promo where Mox talks about, like, I'm going to, every time I put you in a chokehold, I'm trying to crush your esophagus. Right. I love, like, that whole promo is so good. Uh, MJF versus Chris Jericho, the final fight. I, uh, if Jericho loses, he'll never wrestle again. Well, we know that never wrestle again doesn't have to, like, it means that, nothing. Correct. Like, a Muda retirement. Guevara could, <laughs> Guevara could put him in some kind of hold and wind up having him say, Okay, he can wrestle again, that kind of thing at Something, some point. Yeah. Right. I would think that for right now, with all the influx of talent you're getting, this all the new signees, now's the perfect and you kinda want eyes on the Rampage product. Mm-hmm. Moving him to commentary on Rampage is a smart move and allows him to rest up, allows him to, if he wants to, go on the road some with Fozzie, come back, work, and it allows for T V time for punk for mm-hmm. maybe daniel bryan's reportedly coming tonight maybe adam cole you know you really have a limited amount of time you know what i mean so the roster right they, they've what got a roster now well that's why i want that's why i say when you look at a a cage where does he go uh brian cage yeah he's uh he's kind of gotten he's pushed out of lost the in the sauce a little bit yeah it, it's hard I agree. you know and, but and so that's why Jericho can still be an omnipresence and help you with ratings on commentary. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. So maybe maybe MJF does go over there. And some heels got to win. Yeah, I agree. Miro versus Eddie Kingston. Miro goes over. Um, Yeah, I'm saying Miro retains. Um, Good match, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, DMD versus Chris Statlander. Oh, DMD goes over. Yeah. She retains. I hope it'll be a good showing for Chris, though. It should be. Uh, Punk versus Allen. I think Darby. <laughs> Everything says Punk has to win his first match back. But what a great message it would be to your locker room if he lost. if Darby wins. Yeah, I kind of think Darby goes over. I'm leaning a little bit more towards it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I love Darby. Yeah. Dar- Darby's over too. Darby's like crazy over when they when he's out there with Punk. People are chanting Darby Allen. Yes, and if Darby goes over, that really sets him up for a extended feud with somebody. Yes, I hope. I hope. Actually, I, honestly, either either way, spinning out of this. Oh, this is no lose if you're booking it. No, because if, you have CM Punk in a match. Are you kidding me? After seven years, you can't lose. But <laughs> if Punk loses, the message to your locker room is this guy's here to help us build a product, not help himself get over. Yes. Because you could words are one thing. Actions are totally different. Right. And nobody'd be mad if you won, obviously. Because no. the, the obvious thing is he walks out there and he figures out a way to win. Right? That's the obvious thing. Uh steel cage match, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Hold up. Let me go back. Sting says he's not gonna be there. Uh huh. Punk's being awful nice. What a great time for some weird heel turn. Right? From Punk? Yeah. I mean, he kind of fits in that role really well, that's, naturally. That's his best. You know what I mean? Um, that would be interesting, too. Okay, go ahead. We'll see. But Steel Cage match, Young Bucks, Lucha Bros. I kind of think they might Lucha they Bros might go Lucha over. Bros victory. Yeah. Right, I think so. I think it's going to be a blast. I think we'll see some Brandon Cutler shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I think Alex Abrahantes is going to beat Brandon Cutler up. Mm-hmm. I think it is, you're right. it is hype beast, and they're actually they're both wearing hype beast outfits. <laughs> right, right. There's gonna be a fashion show brawl on the outside of the the cage. Right. I the the mental image of that pleased me so much. I hope that happens. <laughs> okay. People talk about I sometimes I talk about fantasy booking giving you unreal expectations, but if I don't see that, it's it's a it's a dead match. I don't, I don't care. Who cares? Who cares if right. I don't see two dudes wearing ugly outfits fighting on the outside? <laughs> <laughs> and for our main event of the evening Kenny Omega with Don Callis of course uh, versus Christian Cage I think Kenny retains I think yes. I think that's I think the whole reason I'm not going to say a foregone conclusion but I think it's overwhelmingly likely there's just more stories to tell with, with Kenny. Kenny yeah I agree you know like with Christian he can lose here and it's fine I don't yeah, think he's one and one against the champ you know, Literally. I, I honestly think that's why he won the Impact title. Oh, absolutely. Well, so he could lose this one yes. and it wouldn't matter. I, I, I find it curious that out on, um, quickly on, on Impact, Ace Austin beat Dreamer in a match to be solo one-on-one against Christian. I had this weird feeling, and I thought for sure if, if, uh, Tommy Dreamer, were to be in that triple threat, he would help Ace Austin. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, even though he's always the baby face, wanting the belt just on an impact person is a perfect move for somebody like him. Absolutely. He's, he and has so, company loyalty. And so maybe him losing allows for when Madman tries to interfere, and this won't, this isn't happening next week, but when Christian wrestles him for the title, you have Dreamer come out, and Christian thinks, okay, well, my friend's here. He'll help me against him. Boom. And Tommy can say, look, I'm not a heel. I just, this needs to be our company's belt, not somebody else's company's belt. And that would be kind of a neat way to reboot all that. And then you could have a one-off with Christian beating up. Although, I don't know if Christian's looking to be hit with trash cans and stuff. We'll see. Oh, boy. Christian Cage-Tommy Dreamer match. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But, um... 
I I find the pay-per-view we're getting tonight. I think it's going to be epic. Who winds up being Andrade's opponent? Because that was supposed to be Pac, and then Pac's not able to perform. So who winds up being a surprise opponent if there is one? There's no way. There's no way it's Brian Danielson. They say, they say it can't be. Like, I've, I've, I tried to find something today, and everybody says it can't be. So who is it going to be if it's not? Man, it feels like Cole. Doesn't it feel like Cole? Damn. I don't know, man. I'm going to pop. I'm going to pop. Yeah. I'm going to pop less hard for Adam Cole. I like Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan's like the, I, I, one of the goats. I think we get Daniel Bryan tonight. I just don't think he wrestles. Valid. Totally valid. Right. Do you think, what do you think? you think he comes out shaved head? American Dragon? Shaved beard? Dude. With the crimson chin? The move? You know what the move is. What's that? Fantasy book, the move. Okay. He comes out shaved head. Shaved head. But he's in a hoodie. He comes out during the Derby match. He's in the crowd. He's got a hoodie on. He jumps the barricade. He calls Darby the match. Takes his hoodie off. Takes off his shirt. He's got a punk shirt on. Punk and him go into the tag division. <laughs> oh, my God. And become Dude, their own little heel faction. Watch the hell out of those matches. The the Right. And then you can have them wrestle singles, too. Have those two dudes be together. Like. Money. Yeah. Well, and they can go, yeah, we're here to wrestle all the young talent and beat them. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Here, remind them that we're still the best in the world. Well, and also, you know, we're teaching you lessons the hard way. You know? You guys sat there. When, my name is Punk, for goodness sakes. Why would you turn your back on me? You know what I mean? Allow me a shot at you. <laughs> you that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the move. I don't think we'll get it, but no. that's the move. That's the move, though. Right, right. Because, dude, this two, those two dudes versus the... They'd have to be baby faces. Nah, AEW doesn't care. They'll, they'll they'll put two heels against each other. They don't mind. Them and the Bucks would be good. Oh, for sure. Right. Okay. Well, okay. So you're excited about tonight? Yes. Oh, extremely. I can't watch it tonight. I got to watch it later in the week because I got to go to a ball game in uh in, in Tallahassee tonight. But um, I am excited. I'm I'm trying to figure out whether or not I want to look at all the updates or try to watch it in the morning. I I'd say watch it in the morning. I, I, it's one of those things where I think if you go into wrestling events with no knowledge, I think it's way more fun. Right. I just what? don't know if I'm capable. You know, I don't know if that I'm capable of ignoring... All of your Twitter. Right. Well, first of all, I can just not go to the Go Home Heat Twitter feed and kind of get away with that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I'm capable of not, even during the game, wondering... Punk doing? I wonder what happened with Punk. I wonder what happened with Kenny. I wonder what happened with, you know what I mean? I, I don't know if I'm capable of that. I, 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 my curiosity obviously will kill the, the cat or whatever. The only, the only thing you can do in that moment is start a CM Punk chant at the game. It'd be interesting to see how many people join in. At least a couple, right? Depending on where in the country, I suppose. Well, Tallahassee, probably some wrestling fans there. I agree. <laughs> it's it's close to Jackson. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> close to home. Three hours right, closer. But... <laughs> three hours closer. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been a Go Home Heat production. Copyright twenty twenty one. Check out our friends at the Gin Project. The G I N N Project dot com. Also check out the Daily Smart. They are a one stop shop for all your wrestling info. They have an app. You can put it on your phone. You can use their filter, and you can find our podcast there. So have a great day and go home. <laughs>